Welcome to HealthCast. I'm your host, Adam Patterson. We are joined today by Dr. Amanda Purnell, who is the Director of Data Analytics and Innovation at Veterans Affairs, for a discussion on how VA is using synthetic data to further its medical and healthcare research. Synthetic data is data that replicates the statistical array of other data sources, allowing researchers to conduct large-scale analytic projects using a much larger information pool, and one that does not have personally identifying information. This can have the impact of significantly facilitating various forms of research, and has allowed VA to make newfound advancements in studies that allow them to better provide care for veterans nationwide. Dr. Purnell, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Great to have you. And I want to start out with as just a general background question for us and our audience, and that is, can you tell us a bit about yourself, your career, and your research interests, and what brought you to your current role at VA? I'm so, well, first of all, thank you for inviting me to uh, discuss some of the work that I'm involved in, engaged in. I am a psychologist by training, and I came to the VA with the plan and heart and spirit and goal of providing mental health care and mental health systems and supports to really improve resiliency, engage veterans. Um, and I spent the first 10 years of my VA career working directly with veterans, helping to build programs to promote health, to promote wellness, very involved in health promotion, disease prevention, the VA. Uh, refers to as whole health, which is a system of care, putting the, v- the veteran at the center of care and uh, providing mindfulness training and mindfulness practices to both veterans and clinicians and help building up the wellness and resiliency of our workforce and veterans. And I've just really been honored to do so. Uh, what brought me into my current role was an interest in really helping people to be part of the solution to making the VA's healthcare even better yet. So when I saw a large majority of people who work for the VA are in fact themselves veterans and want to be part of making the systems even better. And there was a real blocker in getting access to good information on how to know whether what you were interested in is in fact a large problem. So say a simple ish question like, how many individuals might have diabetes? How many individuals over a certain age might have diabetes or might be involved in care coordination or care planning? Sometimes that data was hard to get access to. And there were a lot of people who felt intimidated by being able to access data, and that limited their ability to be part of the problem-solving community. And I just felt really strongly that I wanted to increase access and open the door for more problem solvers to include people who were external to the VA to better engage with nonprofits, uh, veteran service organizations, and other academic institutions and government partners who really want to serve veterans. There's a strong belief for very compelling reasons that it's powerful and meaningful to wanna be of service to others and really wanting to engage and increase the problem solving community. So it kind of came from an interest in clinical care and resiliency training 
to how do we engage and empower more people to be involved in solving problems for veterans? Definitely. And it sounds like a lot of this problem solving and a lot of the work, as you mentioned, in uh, making healthcare and services provided to veterans even better than they are, is a data intensive research process, you know, looking into common conditions like, you know, diabetes or even responding more recently to COVID-19 has been something that, as you mentioned, requires a significant scope of data and information to make these research and analysis projects really impactful, which brings me to the kind of the big uh, upper level question here, and that is, what exactly is synthetic data and what role does it play in supporting medical research, especially what you're helping oversee at VA? I, I love that question uh, because I, it became clear to me after my strong interest in synthetic data that this was really a very niche area of knowledge. Uh, so it's common for people to confuse synthetic data with other things. So I say synthetic data is artificial data. It's not real. And then people say, well, if it's not real, how can it be useful? <laughs> and that's the power of technology is that we can learn what are the relationships that are true of real data. And we can run a machine learning model and create artificial or fake data that has the same internal relationships, which protects the privacy of those individual persons, while still allowing us to learn from the data itself. And this came out of an awareness that previous techniques like de-identification, many people are familiar, de-identification removes some variables from the data set. And there's two main challenges with de-identification as a technique. So in de-identification, A, you're removing data that's really useful, in particular time. So losing time and losing the specifics of a location really do change what you can gather in terms of insights from the data. And secondly, De-identification is insufficient to maintain privacy once the data set is sufficiently large. And so it's been shown by uh, deeply technical statisticians, uh, people who know what they're doing, that it's fairly easy to re-identify individuals in a data set if the data set is sufficiently large. So what synthetic data can do is mask the actual individuals, because in a synthetic data set, it's completely fake, it's artificial, and it can allow for increased access to those people who want to solve problems, which can then, we can test those insights in original data over time, right? So you start with synthetic data, you see what's there, and you build from there to testing with original data sets over time. Definitely, and it sounds like it allows a, a depth of research and a scope of research that otherwise potentially wouldn't be feasible. Um, and I wanna drill down a little bit because I'm curious, on top of that, on a technical level, how do you ensure synthetic data approximates the statistical array found in actual, say, patient data or healthcare data? So there's more than one way. 
to generate synthetic data. And I described one way, which is the approach the VA is most interested in testing, which is to generate artificial or fake data from original data. And there's more than one method and there's various kind of modifiers uh, depending on what your purpose for use of that synthetic data is. There's a variety of ways to test for the utility or usefulness of that original data set. The most obvious one is we, as the VA, have access to the original data upon which the synthetic data is generated. And we can compare uh, means, statistical relationships between variables of interest to confirm that the synthetic data has the same relational properties of the original data. And so meaningfulness or clinical utility is important. Uh, and so we, we while other forms of synthetic data generation can be used for basically very early stage testing, just to make sure something's not going to break, um, we're looking at a higher clinical utility methodology for synthetic data generation with the goal that as a learning healthcare system, we can increase access to meaningful synthetic data to the thousands of healthcare trainees who come through the VA and are performing quality improvement projects that they can test their ideas and hypotheses on high quality synthetic data. And every time that we generate synthetic data, there's an automatic output of those variables of interest saying, comparing from the original to the synthetic, here are these uh, indicators of similarity between these data sets without actually sharing out what is in the original data set. Definitely, that sounds like a really effective way of approximating. And on top of that, I'm curious and wanna ask, what are some of the potential complications of using synthetic data in lieu of patient data uh, in support of research projects? And how do you kind of get around these or, or over, potentially overcome these? So one of the challenges is, uh, in particular, there are some things that are so private or so uh, statistically uncommon that you lose that data in the synthetic data. So the first example of things that are extremely private and extremely unique is genetic data. Now, at this time, I'm not familiar, though I would love to be proven wrong, of technologies that are able to make meaningful or clinically relevant and completely private or meaningfully private genetic data sets. So there's some data we just can't make use of in synthetic data. So we have to use other approaches for that kind of data. The other challenge, which can actually be a solution for synthetic data, is for those individuals, you say you have an extremely unique individual who lives in a very rural area with a very un, you know, uncommon healthcare condition, um, that's going to be pretty easy. That, that person will be dropped out of the data set. So we actually don't learn about how to be a benefit to that person because they're lost from the data set. 
One thing that synthetic data can do, and we're working on efforts to test the value of this, is to actually artificially enlarge very small data sets. So it's actually changing what is the current statistical properties of the original data set in order to accommodate and include uh, individuals who aren't very highly sampled in the data set. So this could also be a way to mitigate bias in your data set by potentially oversampling or creating an increased sample of statistically small subgroups, thereby making sure that the model or the lesson or the insight you're trying to gather from the data either is modified for that population or is adapted for that population. And so you still have to be as careful as you would be with original data to make sure that you're not making claims that can't be made from that data set. So in the same way that you can't make a claim about applicability for all, if your data set doesn't include all people, um, you can't do the same thing in synthetic data. So it's, it's not a panacea. Definitely, but it sounds like there are very much some ways, as you mentioned, of working around that and making the data as actionable and, and qualifiable as possible. And I want to take this and bring it to a, a question about a lot of the technical developments that are happening at VA, because VA has clearly invested a lot in you know cloud computing and data processing capacities and really modernizing the IT enterprise. And I'm curious, in light of that, how do these new cloud computing and, and data processing capacities support the creation and sharing of synthetic data sets? Like, how do those kind of support those into being? Uh, cloud compute is really essential for any big data effort. And in order to meaningfully generate both clinically useful and uh, sufficiently private synthetic data, we need a very large data set. So you, it's impossible to generate, a, it's possible, but it's not meaningful. <laughs> you need a large data set in order to generate synthetic data in the same way that you need a very large data set to do any AI, ML, or NLP work. It, you don't get high quality insights from a very small data set. And cloud compute is essential as an infrastructure to allow for this kind of modern computing techniques. And I'm delighted to see the VA has been pushing forward in building out cloud infrastructure internal to the VA. So it's within the VA firewall. It's a secure environment that our clinicians and data scientists can work in and develop uh, insights and tools to help serve veterans. Definitely. And in terms of you know the work that's being done to apply this towards helping you know serve veterans and and really continue to advance VA healthcare, I'm curious, what health conditions or treatment areas has VA leveraged synthetic data towards better understanding? What are some of the primary um, real big advancements or initiatives uh, that have been using synthetic data recently? Yeah, we have a couple of major projects that are making use of synthetic data to drive insights. Like most healthcare systems, uh, the VA is primarily trying to optimize care pathways for chronic uh, disease. And so trying to understand 
how might we better identify individuals at risk for chronic health conditions like diabetes, like hypertension, like chronic kidney disease, these chronic conditions, um, and veterans may have more than one significant chronic condition. If we can use synthetic data as a way to do early insight development for the unknown unknowns, and then that allows us to move from insight to testing of value in original data in a much faster fashion. And so we're working with uh, a lot of incredibly talented VA clinicians who are figuring out how do we identify better care pathways for these chronic conditions. Two other areas that there's a strong interest in because they're extremely high priority for the VA is around optimizing mental health care treatment plans and care pathways. As many people know, the VA is a leader in providing mental health services to veterans, and we're committed to figuring out how we can do even better at earlier identification of veterans who may be experiencing distress and to make use of objective, actionable information to develop models to better predict and identify those individuals that we want to be proactively reaching out to prior to a crisis moment or event. So mental health is another significant area of research. Our, our office is partnering with the Office of Mental Health and Suicide Prevention um, in launching a grand challenge actually this week um, on May 25th, 2022, called Mission Daybreak to engage many individuals across the country internal and external to the VA to help be part of the community of problem solvers to help reduce veteran suicide. So that area is important and dear to my heart for very personal reasons, as well as professional reasons. And the last area of clinical interest is we're all, we all are hoping that we're completely emerging from the COVID pandemic. Um, we're aware that many individuals uh, continue to experience lingering symptoms of COVID in a condition that's been characterized as long COVID. And so another area of significant interest that we're making use of synthetic data and, and original data for is to better understand how we might identify individuals who may experience long COVID how might we identify unique care pathways for subpopulations of individuals who may be experiencing long COVID? And how can we then build that into our healthcare patterns? And again, these are all steps along the pathway of building out a good care pathway, starting with kind of early stage testing with synthetic data, and then moving along to confirming and validating with original data, and then building out the infrastructure of that care pathway. Um, but there's a wide variety of use cases right now. And we're really enthusiastic about hearing from even more clinicians or researchers who want to be involved in helping to evaluate synthetic data, look at other privacy preserving or privacy enhancing data techniques uh, for how we can increase access to information to get to insights for veterans. 
Definitely. It sounds like the applications are multifaceted and you're really bringing these uh, synthetic data sets and using them and applying them towards bolstering research on really wide reaching impactful areas. You mentioned again, mental health, you'd mentioned uh, diabetes and other common chronic conditions, as well as research into uh, long COVID. We're actually, it's interesting, we're going to be having Dr. Ziad uh, Al-Ali um, from the VAs from your long COVID research project onto our program uh, shortly as well to talk about that. So it's really great to hear that there's that kind of merging of expertise going on. And speaking of, you know, the kind of the sharing of expertise and, and the implications of your research, I, I'm curious, what organizations has VA partnered with in developing synthetic data sets or in supporting uh, these synthetic data-backed research efforts of other organizations? Because VA, uh, from my understanding, tends to do a lot of sharing of information and learning with other organizations as well. So I'm kind of curious how that's coming together. No, I'm really enthusiastic about the curiosity of uh, especially our governmental partners in wanting to work with us on various initiatives. And so we've had really rich conversations with multiple governmental partners. And in fact, uh, under the support of ACT IAC, um, had a synthetic data workshop on May 4th of 2022, in which we heard from colleagues from the census, from FDA, from NIH, from the National Science Foundation, and from the DOD, all of whom are taking advantage of how might we better share data with one another? How might we better serve our constituents by being proactive and sharing information meaningfully? And I'm really grateful for the engagement of our governmental partners. Um, and we also have several academic partners that we're working with to do some of that rigorous evaluation of both the clinical utility as well as the privacy preserving mechanisms. Um, so it's, it's kind of a combination of many different partners who are working together um, so that we can learn together to test the technology, see where it's valuable and where it's less valuable, and then provide guidance to potential users. Excellent. And it really sounds like, again, as you've mentioned, VA is taking such a critical role in being a, a leader and a director in helping other organizations advance their um, usage of synthetic data and their own research projects, really engaging in that kind of you know, for lack of a better word, synthesizing of knowledge. And I want to, before we wrap up our time here, I want to ask a final question about where things are going here, because I'm curious, looking forward in terms of not just taking the research and work you've already done, but in terms of blueprints for the near future, how do you plan to further refine VA's development and application of synthetic data going forward? I think there's still lots of vistas to be traveled towards in, in regarding synthetic data. At the very beginning of this conversation, I mentioned synthetic data is kind of a niche area of interest. And so there's a lot of opportunity to build out the knowledge base of use of synthetic data, as well as clearly articulating metrics for privacy and clinical utility. And so areas that we're particularly interested in at the VA is continuing to partner on developing a use case repository with other government partners. How might we clearly share out in a public facing way where and for what uses synthetic data might be of value? What are other technologies or tools that can be used meaningfully with synthetic data 
to make data easier to access as well as meaningfully useful for users. Um, and I mentioned also earlier that there's some edge cases. So how might we develop synthetic genetic data that could be meaningful and actionable? How might we connect different data sources? So this is a challenge, not just in synthetic data, but synthetic data might help to be an early testing ground for how do we connect data sources like connecting patient-generated data or veteran-initiated data to other data sources, maybe from the electronic health record. How do we make those meaningful connections so that we can make better use of data? Definitely. And it, and it sounds like it will be in many ways a whole of enterprise effort that, you know, as PAs, health IT continues to mature and your health IT capacities continue to become more refined and advanced. It sounds like the associated research projects, including the continuing and increasingly advanced use of synthetic data will only continue to extrapolate as well. Uh, again, uh, Dr. Purnell, we are uh, kind of wrapping things up now, but before we wrap up this here interview, is there anything you would like to uh, leave with our uh, listeners or anything you wanna share finally about the work you're overseeing at VA? No, I just want to thank everybody who tunes into this show and listens in. Um, and I look forward to continuing to share out more insights um, and lessons learned as we continue on our journey. Likewise, and we're all really looking forward to seeing what comes out of VA next. Again, Dr. Purnell, thank you so much for coming onto the program. HealthCast, along with GovCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them in your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at gcio.com.